Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to The Bridge, Pathway to Big Ideas. This is the podcast for the Morgan Entrepreneurship Alumni Chapter. Uh, We always start off with the mission, and the mission is to maintain a network of MSU alum entrepreneurs for business opportunities and to serve as a resource for entrepreneurial development for students, the overall, overall university, and the surrounding community. And we always bring on an alum. So our alum today, and she's been on the bridge before, Aisha Gillis. Hey, Aisha, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing okay. All right, so you know how we start off. You know, we talk about our Morgan days, you know, how you were on Morgan's campus back in the day. No, we don't talk about all that. But we do want to know, again, you know, what class, what degree you have. And then we'll just go right into tell us about your business. Okay, well, I graduated from Morgan in 2001 with my Bachelor of Science degree in Electrical Engineering. That also led me to go to Michigan State where I got my Master's of Science degree in Electrical Engineering. And I finished my education at University of Maryland where I received my law degree. Mm. And so that's my business is related to all three of those things because I practice as an intellectual property attorney. All right, good deal. And, and what's the name of your company, and how can people reach out to you? It's Gillis Law LLC, and uh, recently started, so I can be reached by email at gillislawllc at gmail.com. All right, good deal. So you mentioned engineering, you talked about law, and t- today we're going to talk about just the value of, you know, how to kind of put all those in, in context. And we're going to talk about the value of the value of intellectual property and legal protection. Um, let, let's first start with that that intellectual property. You know, I know people who are are tuned in may say, "Well, Omar and Aisha, uh, we're we're not. I don't have a tech type business. Um, so does that disqualify them from from really protecting intellectual property?" Well, no, intellectual property is more the umbrella term for different types of protection you can get for your business uh, uh, invention. So one type is patents, which usually Mm. relates to some type of invention that you have. But the other types of intellectual property are trademarks and copyrights. So that that will cover more from your advertising and your original works. So no, you do not have to be a tech person to have intellectual property protection basically any business would benefit from intellectual property protection right so so that can involve uh, those individuals who who have have some type of service you know so if they have a logo or their name if they're trying to protect their name across the country that that 
pretty much falls in, in line with what we're talking about today, intellect, protecting your intellectual property. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. I, I will break it down. Um, I guess I'll just do a, a basic breakdown. Okay. Where I'll start with like patents, as I mentioned, because obviously with my engineering degree, that was my uh, initial focus. So patents mm. are basically a, a grant of property rights to the inventor that gives them the right to exclude others from making or using their product, their invention. And so that's one thing that you would do and you would file an application through the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. And since the name is Patent and Trademark Office, you could also file your trademark application in that office. And a trademark is a word, name, symbol, or device that is used in trade with goods to indicate the source of the goods and to distinguish them from other goods, from the goods of others. And the, uh, the final, like, most notable type of intellectual property is, is a copyright, mm-hmm. which goes through the Copyright Office in a, that's through the Library of Congress. And the copyright is a form of protection provided to the authors of original works of authorship, including literacy, dramatic, musical, artistic, and certain other intellectual works, both published and unpublished. So that area, those, those, those three types of protection, and then... Those those are the ones that give you notice. There's also trade secrets, which is your business practice that you want to keep secret, which you're protected as long as you keep the secret. So obviously the secret, you're not registering it with anyone. But with patents, trademark, and copyright, those are the three types that you will want to get registration or apply for. Right, right. So, you know, I know you get this all the time, Aisha, the the poor person. I, I, I normally say man, but we want to be, I guess, uh, correct. So the poor person's copyright, you know, is that is that real? And for those who are not familiar with that, uh, can, you, can you talk about that? And then you can say if it's real or not. Well, it's the thing, the thing that uh, a lot of people think that if they do some type of work and they put it in an envelope and mail it to themselves and they, if they've created a copyright protection for themselves. The, the thing about copyrights, and I'll say also for trademarks, is that it is the the trademark and copyright protection is created when you create whatever it is, your work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you write a book, you've already created a copyright. If you created a mm-hmm. logo, you've already created a trademark. When you do your registration, the whole point is to put others on notice that you've done this. So you want to have and have it recorded that yes, I wrote this song and I want people to know I wrote this song at this particular time, and therefore if somebody comes and tries to use my song, now I can file suit because I already recorded it with the copyright office that I wrote this song. So therefore, you don't need to mail it. Doesn't give you extra protection. I guess that's, what, that's basically what I'm going to say. You don't get any extra protection by. Mail keeping a sealed envelope. You've already created a copyright, but the the actual protection comes by putting it on notice, and that's why you want to go and get file that application so that you can be registered and be in a list. And all right, so all right, so I have more questions there. <laughs> so, by putting people on notice, then, um, so do you do you nece- necessarily have to file in order to put people on notice? Let's just say I came up with improve and progress and i don't want people to be on notice i just want you know i want to be able to hold improve and progress to myself well if, well, well like i said if you are you you created it so you have the trademark of uh-huh. yourself 
Okay. One of the one of the basic things about intellectual property is that you don't want to make it easy for other people to steal your work. Gotcha. And so that's that's the whole reason why it exists in the first place. Because it's intellectual, it's not it's usually not some kind of identifiably physical thing. There's other things that go along with it. Obviously, it has to be physical because it has to exist. But because of that, you want to have that type of protection. And the one way we can say, okay, you're protected is to create this list or to create this, you know, record where somebody can go, if I can go to the patent and trademark office and do a search on different trademarks, if I find your trademark, then I'm already on notice that I shouldn't be using it. You shouldn't be using it. Okay. If I go and look for it and I do not see it, then I might think it's okay for me to use it. Like, I might not be in your market. I mean, obviously we're more global now. But if you have, like, a brick-and-mortar or something, and I might not be in your market where I can go and see that you had a store up, and I'm somewhere on the other side of the country, I might think it's okay for me to go and use it. And in some ways, it is, because if you didn't put on your notice, then it gets into that situation of who was using it first. And so it's just one way, as soon as you can, is to get that out there so that people know, plus, it's the way that you're identifying yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how you're doing business. When you're trademarking, it's all about your brand and advertisement. And you, and like I said, it's, it's your source of, of what you're doing. And trademarking, service mark, service mark is just you're doing services instead of products. And so when you have that type of branding, you want to make sure that, okay, yes, one, this is coming from me. And two, when you see that, you know this is my product. You're... you're that quality relationship has been built there. Nobody can mistake, okay, yes, I know improved regress mm-hmm. is Omar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, leave me alone, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so that's that that that's good. Um so, you know, any any other legal protections uh individuals should should be aware of. i mean you talked about the patents and trademarks, more of the intellectual property. Uh but but that's your specialty, is that correct? Yes, yes, I mean, that's, that's basically the area um, that I concentrate with, uh-huh. basically for um, small businesses or entrepreneurs that are just getting started or wherever you are. When you're when you're putting your, your business together, like, say, you have the, the different aspects. Like, you would have your business, say your business is you are, so you are an inventor, and you have a product, and then your product, between that you have a business, and then your business has a name. You want to go and see, can I protect the name of my business. Can I protect the name of my product? That's a trademark, you know. And then if it's some type of invention, then you're like, okay, is this something that I can go and get patented? Or if you're an author, a songwriter, some other type of artistic work, you'll say, oh, wait, I might need to copyright this information, you know. So it's, those those things all go together. It's, they're just important. It's, the thing is, a lot of people want to skip it or mm-hmm. think they can do it on their own. But I feel like if it's not, if that's not, if your business isn't filing patents or filing trademarks, then I don't know if you want to make it your business because there's a lot of people out here who do that for a business. So we're just out here trying to help you. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to ask you this because I had a student to come to the office um, here at the university, Morgan State University, and we were talking about patents. And he he said he took a a workshop here at the university where they were they were having you know, those individuals who you see at at late at night, and they say, you know, I, I, if you have this patent, 
come see us. We can we can protect you or something like that. And I was kind of uh, taken aback about that. Um, what, what advice would you give to not only the students, but also individuals who have an idea for a patent? Uh, would you suggest go to one of those individuals to say, look, I can help you do this, uh, that come on late at night? Or what, what advice would you give them? Well, number one, for anyone to represent you in front of the patent office mm-hmm. for your, or even the trademark, for anybody to represent you, they must be registered. And so if you're filing a patent application, unless you're doing it yourself, the person who's doing it for you needs to be a registered patent attorney or mm-hmm. patent agent. Got one of those two things. So if that person on TV is not a registered agent or patent attorney or patent agent, you probably want to steer clear. Right. Number two, or it should be number one, for any information that you need, the government is very helpful with, and they're trying to help because they do want to uh, promote entrepreneurship and innovation. So if you go to the to USPTO.gov, that's the website of the Patent and Trademark Office, and they have a lot of information on patents and trademarks and even on the process of doing an application. And sometimes, you know, they might have some, you know, like attorney information there. And also the same thing with the copyrights, you go to copyright.gov, and they have a lot of information about copyrights and about the application and registration process. And so I would go to those two places first. Before, uh, I mean, I haven't seen a late night commercial in a while. I mean, I used to see them in the past, but like I said, they're still out if there. They're not, <laughs> if, if, if they're not a registered agent or, or registered patent agent or attorney, I would probably steer clear. All right, that's that's good information. I know they'll tune into this and you know gain that uh, that insight in those particular websites that you mentioned as well, uh, which is truly Im- important. Uh, so, are are there any other intellectual property uh, that individuals who are in business should know about? Anything well, that's that they... what, that's what that that that's pretty much the um, the areas that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. those three areas. But, I mean, obviously for your business, you, you want to protect your, your business in general. But that's more on the, you know, your state registration mm-hmm. and things like that. This is more federal protection. This is another thing that um, with these three types of protections, this is the U.S. So these things only cover your protection in the United States. And so you would have to, for certain ones, you would have to actually go and file in different countries or different um region mm-hmm. to if you're doing business internationally and globally mm-hmm. and to get protection outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. All right. So so for the international piece then, um, is there a, a website that people could go to or is there a link from USPTO's website? Uh, I don't know if it's it directly a website because it's more uh, country by country. Oh, Europe, okay. I got you. The, I got like the you. European mm-hmm. Union mm-hmm. has their uh, patent office. Uh, Japan has a patent office. You know, each 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 country or region, they have their own uh, patent office. And so you would basically go by the strength of which what, what kind of business you're working in mm-hmm. and where you, you feel your market is, where you'll be doing your business product where you're selling your product or promoting yourself as a business and then you would see what type of protection you would need or i mean what, what countries you would need to go in and then what type of protection you need all right good good deal uh so i, I want to ask one more question about the intellectual property piece and that is the um 
and and, and I, I, you're an attorney and I'm not. Uh, and I often hear that the the content that we we post on Facebook or any of the social media, I'm not just going to just roll out one. That's that's not our content that we own. So if we paste in pictures or um, um, writing articles or things like that, do we not own that? Well, I wouldn't say that. You, uh, that's 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 an interesting thing. I think mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing in general. Uh, sometimes intellectual property law comes into contact with contract law, mm-hmm. and so when you sign up for different uh, sites, different social media sites, or different blogs, or you you know when you do that that agreement that most people do not read. There's going to be something in there that says something about when you post, you know, what is, you know, the, who who the content, you right. know, belongs to and that type of thing. So it goes more to agreement. So while it's still intellectual property, uh-huh. the question is whether or not when you decide, when you agree to use that site, did you license your, you know, in a way license your product, you know, your property to, to that site. So whatever you create, you do own. But sometimes, like, if you're an employee mm-hmm. of a business, and your job is to create, you know, like you have, you, you do inventions or you do writing, like you work for a magazine or something, or if you work for an engineering firm and you create things, in your employment agreement, there's probably something that says, hey, you're supposed to license, you know, the work you, the work you do is not, you know, considered your own. It is, you know, the work of the company. So it's kind of in that same vein where there might be an agreement mm-hmm. that moves it away from... So while you still might be the inventor, the author, you may not totally, you may not, everything requires, you know, everything depends, but you may not be the owner at that time. Absolutely. So you're saying, Omar, you need to read that agreement. You know, when that agreement says, do you accept the agreement? Yes or no? You just can't hit, I accept, (laughs) if I'm reading it, right? So so, right, because I mean, it's things like that. Yeah. That's in the agreement, yeah. Yeah, so so it's interesting. I started reading those agreements uh, a couple years ago because you know I'm like, man, what am I clicking yes to? You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, so read those agreements, y'all. I mean, don't be just signing up and just you know signing over everything to to organizations. All right, so so stay with me, uh, Aisha. I want to make these these quick announcements, and then we'll we'll come back and wrap up with you. So for those who are interested, the Morgan Entrepreneurship Alumni Chapter, we meet on the first Tuesday of each month uh, here on the campus of Morgan State University in the new School of Business in room 306. Um, If you're not able to join us uh, face to face, we have a phone number that we use, and that number is 712-775-7031, and the PIN is 172-775. Seven eight five, and our, our website is morganeac.org. That's morganeac.org, and we have a number of events that are taking place uh, for this month and next month as well. And all of those can be found on the website. Uh, the main events we have, uh, of course, the podcast that we're doing here. Uh, we have the alumni speaks series as well as a small business expo which is coming up in late fall um, and then you can find us on uh, on instagram facebook and on twitter at morgan 
E-A-C. That's Morgan E-A-C. Uh, and again, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Uh, and just type in, uh, you could just type in Morgan Entrepreneur, Entrepreneurship Alumni Chat. that will pop up, but to find it quicker is Morgan N-A-N-A-C. Um, so want to make sure that you all have that uh, and, and join us uh, again we're we're about a year old uh, we're still learning uh, learning and putting together um, resources to make sure that we have a productive alumni chapter all right Aisha any final thoughts and how can people reach out to you again well overall just know that I guess I think my final thought is, is do not make it easy for other people to steal your work. Mm-hmm. If at all possible, try to secure that intellectual property protection as soon as possible. And if you have questions or, or need assistance, I can be reached at Gillis Law LLC. So that's Gillis, D-I-L-L-I-S, Law LLC, at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. That's Aisha Gillis. We really appreciate appreciate you. So The Bridge is made possible by the Entrepreneurial Development and Assistance Center at Morgan State University. For more information, the website is www.edacmorgan.com. So go out and make your ideas big. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.